attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we are a source of education, not just simply a source of information, trying to bring you constitution and truth in the face of a a media, would you say, J.C., that is bent on controlling the people? Of course. Is that, and, and it's not just... Well, helping control the people. Helping control the people, right. I mean, they're not actually the ones in control. They're a tool for those in control. The useful idiots. You know, I ran across a, a quote the other day. Do you know who coined that? You said that the other day on the show, the coined the useful idiots thing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I, I really, it saddens me that our media has, in, in a country that is the, that, that has codified the greatest support of the freedom of publication and dissemination of ideas would have such a manipulated, controlled narrative in America. And and I'm going to tell you, I, I told you earlier today, my blood pressure is, I'm warning you guys too, my blood pressure is totally up today. I can't stand this news anymore. The media is out of control. JC and I talked about this in an earlier show. Is it worse or do we just see more of it? I'm beginning to believe that it's actually worse. Beginning to believe that uh, maybe because there's more news sources, but they're all saying the same lie. So it's like, it's like having somebody over here. You got two people over here telling lies. What's more obnoxious, two people telling lies or 50 people surrounding you saying the same thing? Have you seen those montages of the media uh, all across America giving the same yeah. headlines and everything? Sometimes I feel like I hear that in my head and it's really, really obnoxious. And I'm, I think maybe it's about time for Chris Ann to have a media fast for a little while. Sounds good. And then JC can do the show for a week without me? (laughs) Somebody can. Somebody can. (laughs) Well, the big thing in the news today is the Supreme Court hearing oral arguments over the census question, uh, Trump's census question. And I want to point out uh, as an educational tool for everybody here, what exactly are the, the misrepresentations that we're seeing in the news? So all of the, the legal reporters are, are sort of publishing their opinions and they're tweeting out their opinions and they're all saying that, that it looks like the Trump court, <laughs> that's what they call it, the conservative Trump court. Or the Roberts court. Or the Roberts court, which is not conservative right. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was the funny part about reporting that I saw. So there's several 
several of the uh, reporters and, and obviously sort of lefty reporters saying, you know, typical 5-4, uh, not surprising 5-4, and then they list, you know, with John Roberts, uh, both Trump appointees, Alito and Thomas, blah, blah, blah. These, this is a conservative. And I think it was a story just three weeks ago talking about, you know, how, oh, well, looked like Trump didn't get his conservative court. Because, with Kavanaugh. Yeah, because Kavanaugh <laughs> and Roberts were siding with the liberals over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, I remember because so you understand. actually posted, apparently they weren't listening to the Chris Ann Hall show because yeah, so, we warned you that Kavanaugh is not a conservative and Roberts has never been a conservative. So it's funny that the liberal reporters just report that. Are you not paying attention or you just... You want that to be the narrative so that, you know, you can stir up hysteria? I don't understand it. Deceive. Divide, anyway. conquer, and deceive. So, so, so a 5-4, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing typical about it. Right. There's nothing mm-hmm. expected. No surprise there. No, it is a surprise. When, yeah. when Roberts and Kavanaugh are not siding with the liberals... That's a surprise. That is a surprise. That is a surprise. That's a, the people calling Kavanaugh the Jeffersonian nominee. Yeah. Now, Jefferson's now I, I, vomiting I realize, in his grave. I realize supporters of uh, Trump Jesus don't like to hear that. <laughs> but his appointee, uh, Kavanaugh, yeah, yeah. sides with the lefties. So uh, we are a teach show and not a talk show. So let's get into the, the, the misrepresentations that are being brought by the media. So they're calling it the Trump uh, question. And I, and I found this buried in a Daily Beast article. I, I find it interesting that the, they, they, they know this truth. We did this yesterday, found this stuff, truth buried in the article. They know it. Mm-hmm. They'll even print it somewhere deep into the article yeah. because they know the majority of the people read like the first two paragraphs and they're, they're done. Yeah, so that goes like what we were pointing out on the previous show. They So they not only craft the wording of the headline, headlines, yes. they also craft the structure of the article itself. So what you see, fir- what you read first, you know, they make sure what they want you to know. Uh, what they don't want you to discover, but that somehow they feel obligated to share it. Why they do these days, I have no yeah, idea they, why. They bury that toward the end. They don't put it, they typically don't put it, this is what's funny, they typically don't put it all the way at the end, like the no. last paragraph. Because some people just scroll all the way to the bottom and, to read, and the read the conclusion. Yes, yes. So usually <laughs> two or three paragraphs before the end, it's some little piece of information that they don't want you to know is stuck mm-hmm. in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you see uh, the, the clauses that we're actually talking about. So buried deep in the Daily Beast article uh, was the, the line, for the first time since 1950, the 2020 census will include a question on citizenship. So number one, it's not Trump's question. Number two, this is not the first time we've seen this on the census. Right. Then... Then, the real thing, because, you know, people are going to lie about Trump, and I understand that they have to make it all about Trump because we've got a presidential election coming in, and yeah. they're building their candidates, and and uh, I don't that, know. That's the one. So they're the, like, it's like the yin and the yang. So these are the people that hate the Trump's, Trump Satan. They hate Trump Satan. Yeah, Trump Satan. And then Satan. you have the people that worship Trump Jesus. Trump Jesus. <laughs> 
So these are the Trump Satan people. Trump Satan people. So this is what you're going to see everywhere today. And please, hey, look, if you follow me on Facebook, you follow me on Twitter, uh, on LinkedIn or Instagram, message me with all the media sources that you come across that actually say this line. Because I guarantee you, JC, it's going to be said on Fox, too. We're going to see it on the Talking Heads. The Constitution requires, this is the lie now, the Constitution requires that every person, not citizen, living in the United States must be counted every 10 years. So Liberty First University students, Liberty First Brigade, when you are asking a question about the Constitution, what is the source, the first source of information for that question? The Constitution itself. And we're talking about Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3. And, and it's really a very lengthy clause because it's very detailed. And not only does it tell you uh, what, what the census, uh, when the census is supposed to action, actually happen, but actually tells us the purpose of the census, which through the purpose, JC, tells us who should actually be counted. Right. That's what I was, I was going to ask you. I kind of, you know, know where you're headed, but I was going to ask yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> can you read the first four words and stop for a second? I know. Rep okay. Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3. This is the census clause. Representatives and direct taxes shall... Stop. Stop. Yep. Representatives... <laughs> And, and direct, direct taxes. taxes. Talking about those things being apportioned. Yep. Okay. If you're you're a uh, citizen of Mexico, okay, and you happen to be here mm -hmm. in Florida. Right. Is Marco Rubio your representative? Well, no. He's a senator of the state of Florida. Okay. So. And and Debbie Wasserman Schultz, if you are visiting from Cuba, is not your representative either. Okay. So then. I mean, that'll answer your question mm -hmm. right there. How are you, if, if the purpose of the census is for representation, right, that's one mm -hmm. of the things, what is, how would you be counting non-citizens? You wouldn't right. be counting non-citizens. Non-citizens don't have representatives in the United States. Nope, they do not. They absolutely do not. Not only that, let's, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, I'm going to scroll back to the last one because I would By remind the way, us, go ahead. I suspect, I'd have to go read the transcript, but I suspect None of the arguments in, before the Supreme Court sounded like this. No. They, they didn't turn and go, okay, let's look at the Constitution and let's go through what it says word for word. Right, and, right, right. And right. what does it mean? I guarantee you that didn't happen. They, they started talking about probably benefits and the voting rights law and we need to this, do this for, this for these benefits and, and cities and... I mean, all kind of stuff. And Nothing this about the Constitution. this precedent yeah, and yeah. this law review and this professor and this historian and right. this expert, right? Never even going to the words of the founders. It should have right? lasted like 10 minutes. You, you read the first word. Oh, hold on. It says representatives. Okay, representatives, that's for citizens, so we're not talking about non-citizens. Boom. Done. We're, we're done here. We're done. Thanks for coming. Okay, so let's get into this because they betray themselves in their statements. The Constitution requires that every person... What is that? Those two words there? Not. Every person. Yeah, every person. Uh, living in the United States must be counted every 10 years. So uh, these these Democrats and the, the people who are pushing for this to, to not have a citizenship question say every person living here is to be counted. Well, Article 1, Section 3 says that the number of representatives. Oh, that what, I always lose this in this thing here. According to their respective numbers, which shall, shall be, be determined by adding to the whole number of free persons, including those bound 
including those bound to service for a term of years and excluding Indians not taxed. Excluding three, three for all other persons. Right. Excluding Indians not taxed. So it doesn't say every person living here ought to be counted unless you think that an Indian is not a person. So then you have to ask the question, why were the Indians not counted? Why? Because they're not citizens. They were not considered citizens of the United States. They're not considered citizens of the United States. They live within the United States, but they are not considered citizens because they are part of their own their own country. Every reservation, every every Indian tribe was given its sovereignty and its autonomy to be a free and separate nation, and that's why they weren't to be taxed. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're talking about the census in the Constitution. We're talking about the lie that you're going to hear everywhere. I bet on every media channel from every little expert. The Constitution requires that every person uh, be counted every 10 years. And we're showing you in the Constitution why that is not true. It was every citizen. So the intent, there's clearly a distinction made in, Mm -hmm. in, in the original intent. And that was, that distinction was obviously who was considered citizen, who was not. Mm-hmm. And remember, you had the three-fifths clause as part of this because mm-hmm. you, you remember when we have a whole class on that, a whole article on that. At Liberty uh, First University. Where the, the <laughs> compromise to try to diminish the the power of the slave states who wanted to count all the slaves. For what purpose? For uh, representation purpose. But, but did not want to give them mm-hmm. full rights. Or, d- and then did not want to count them as citizens because for, the, tax. for taxation purposes, which is why Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3 puts uh, the taxes and the representation in the census together. Yeah. And what's interesting, JC, is obvi- it, it seems, I don't know. Which, by the way, is where, where it comes from, you know, they called my people, they said I was yeah. three-fifths fifths of a person was not what that says that's not what that says nor was it the intent no it was not and so what's interesting jc is i think and and i don't consider myself some kind of genius of any sort but here we have just simple reading of the text shows us very clearly uh the intent of the text that it refers to citizens that it refers to citizens not 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 indians because they're not citizens Right. right um not three-fifths of the slave population, or only three-fifths of the slave population, because guess what, slave states, you don't want to call them citizens. Right. Right? Yeah. So we have a distinction here about citizens. Now, here's the step, because I, I'm glad you said this. What did they say in the oral arguments? I bet they didn't read the document. And if they had confusion about that, I bet they didn't go to the ratification debates. Because when you go to the ratification debates, JC, it becomes very, very clear. There is absolutely not one single word during the ratification debates about counting non-citizens. It's all about why are we counting the people? 
We're counting the people for representation and for taxation, and we're putting them all in the same mechanism so that the states can't lie about how many people they have for their benefits. And this is what's crazy. Look at this. You have John Thompson, who is the former director of the Department of Census. And he, he, he even says this in his argument. If you're a member of the House of Representatives, you want a good count of everyone in your district because you want to keep your seat. Mm-hmm. Non-citizens cannot vote legally. So why would you care if someone was in your district that was not a citizen to keep your seat? Well, because it bumps up the numbers. What he's saying, if it's representation and apportionment is based on, that's what, that's the whole, that's at the root of the freak out. Yeah, but he says it, he he recognizes that it's about representation and that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the point is, that's the freak out. Like California, when they're saying, oh, California stands to lose seats because They've reported a false, yes. an overinflated number mm-hmm. uh, because they include non-citizens. So that's that's why they're you know, all freaking out. How interesting is it? Once again, JC, we have a constitutional crisis because of ignorance, because of lack well, of education and, and deception and dishonesty, yeah. right? The very thing that the founders tried to do together, taxation and census to, and, and, and representation together in the census to keep the states honest is failing. Why? Because taxation is no longer a part of the census, mm-hmm. right? We were having the census because the states would have a direct apportioned, they had to pay their portion of the federal debt right. based on their population. Yep. Well, we eliminated the apportionment of the states, started robbing directly from the pockets of the people. Correct. We've taken that check and balance away, and now we've become, created the very problem that our founders tried to work to correct. So there's no longer anything to dissuade the a state, state from, from lying. overinflating the number, because right. had they over inflated the number under the original structure then they would be taxed more so that what you're saying is those things coupled the census coupled with representation and taxation so the 16th amendment really destroyed Destroyed this entire process yeah destroyed the check and balance of the honesty of the states and their numbers yeah and now look we what we have now and then as a result you see what we've talked about before you see california having uh, an overblown influence of what happens mm-hmm. to everybody else in the union. And I think, believe it or not, um, well, I'm sure you guys are going to believe it, there are several unintended, uh, there are several intended consequences to this, and we'll get back to them in just a minute. As arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around can learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show. I am here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. We're talking about the big census question. And here's the thing, J.C. The Constitution seems very clear in its plain text reading what the purpose of the census is. And even in the recognition by the people who are involved, they understand what it's for. It's for representation. 
But here's the thing. These things work by gradual degree. So now what you have is you have people saying uh, we need to count people who are not citizens, perpetrating the manipulation and the lie that the Constitution requires everybody to be counted. So then that actually reinforces this blurring of lines between citizenship and non-citizenship because I heard the uh, New York attorney general who's fighting this question held a press conference today. ABC covered it live and they said, well, your city is giving benefits to people who are not citizens. You ought to be able to have a count of those people that are receiving those benefits so that you can get the proper uh, assistance from the federal government for this. Number one, the federal government shouldn't be giving assistance to cities for charity. Number two, non-citizens are not, should not, and, and mm, el- should not be eligible for taxpayer benefits. Mm-hmm. I wonder, is this just like the slave states all over again? Inflating the numbers for representation, but then, uh, then, then you don't collect taxes from them. You don't use them for taxation purposes. And so now what we have is the argument, well, we're counting them well, and act- we're, we're giving them money. So shouldn't they be allowed to vote where well, it comes you- from? We'll collect the taxes from them as well. And Well, you know, you've actually flipped. It's, it's been flipped. So mm-hmm. remember, you decoupled representation and, and taxation. So there's no longer, you're no longer used to census for tax apportionment. So the tax was removed and actually reversed. Yeah. So instead of using the numbers to collect taxes, you use the numbers to figure out how much money you're going to get. Oh, okay, from, that's the flip <laughs> from the uh, from the rest of the taxpayers. From yeah, so we're re- the socialist government of America. We're redistribution yeah, of wealth. No, no, the well, census but, is used for mm-hmm. wealth redistribution. Right, absolutely. exactly, because it's all tied. It, that, that's by yeah. the way, um, you know that should make people understand. We are not people. People need to get this through their head. We're not a capitalist country. No, we are we, not. We are not. Our economic system quasi <laughs> is is at best quasi capitalist. But mm-hmm. but we are not. So when you see we are interventionist. It's an interventionist economy. When when you see that's the thing. When you see um, some of these left leaning brainwashed college students complain about stuff they see happening in the private sector that they blame on capitalism. They don't recognize they're not even looking at capitalism. That's not mm-hmm. capitalism that they're complaining about. Mm-hmm. That's not what's causing the problems that mm-hmm. they're upset about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've been duped and we repeat this uh, this at least partial uh, falsehood or partial misstatement that we are a capitalist nation. We are not. And we haven't been for a long time. So beware the lies in the media today. Remember, I'm asking you if you're following me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, or, or uh, LinkedIn, or any of the social media that we're on, message me and, and tell me where you heard the lie that the Constitution requires non-citizens, non-citizens uh, requires every person 
to be counted every 10 years. That is a lie, and, and I hope that we've proven that to you today. Um, we actually have an article on the website, How Slavery Ended the Constitution. We also have the DVD, Slavery and the American Founder. We have the class at Liberty First University that will give you some insight on this connection between uh, the census taxation and representation argument. So I wanted to go now... Um, to, let me see, uh, meeny, miny, mo. Let's talk about Sri Lanka. You and I were talking about this in the car, right? This seems very f frustrating to me. So we had an entire congressional hearing over the shooting in the mosque in New Zealand. Yes. Right? And in Sri Lanka, there were actually six buildings bombed in the same day. They were all Christians. Mm -hmm. And now the numbers are coming out because people are wanting people to know. In 2018, 4,136 Christians were killed for faith-related reasons in 2018. Yeah, and we watched that, the hearing where um, Candace Owens yes. was there, and they talked about the, that. The, the House Judiciary Committee meeting on hate speech. Yeah, or hate, hate, hate crimes. The hate, hate crime crimes. hearing. And they went out of their way to, to basically say all the victims are Muslim. Or gay. Uh, well, they're, they're talking about the religious victims. Oh, they're religious. All, they're all, they're all, all of the victims are Muslim. And the one guy, the, who was it, Nadler, or somebody pressed the uh, one lady, the ADL lady, to mm -hmm. say that uh, a Christian, any kind of uh, hate crime against a Christian is rare. And right. I mean, she went on and, and he said, you can't even think of one. And she's <laughs> like, maybe two. So 4,136, not two, right. 4,136. Now, why can she only think of two? Because the media does not cover this. Right. Yeah. You have you have the mosque shooting in New Zealand, which is which we, is a tragedy. Which, it is absolutely which should be covered. Yes. Right. But the thing is, the the innocent Muslims ought to be protected, and innocent Christians ought to be protected, and innocent Muslims and innocent Christian victims, I mean, deserve the same sympathy, deserve the same mm -hmm. coverage. If we're going right. to be talking about this, so and, but yet what we're seeing is. It, it's it's hard to wrap your brain around yeah. when it happens. I mean, we saw the New Zealand thing. It was 24-hour coverage, right. weeks and weeks and weeks. Okay, fine. But then when it's the Christian attack, mm -hmm. it's I mean, it's over and done with. It's hardly any coverage at all. They're not talking about it. It's not 24-hour around the clock. And it, so it We're is not hard having to wrap your and... mind mm -hmm. around this religious bigotry in the reporting where that – you know, they make a, a religious preference in mm -hmm. what they report, uh, you know, what's significant, what is, what's a tragedy, what's not a tragedy. It's like if it's a Christian, you know, the, the uh, mainstream media is, ah, we don't care, so what? Well, and, and the Sri Lanka attacks were Muslims on Christians. And no, no, I think they were Buddhists. They're Buddhist, oh, Buddhist? Buddhist radicals. Oh, I thought it was an article. Okay, so Bo that's right, right, that's right. I apologize. Yeah. They were Buddhist radicals. Right. We saw that. That I have two articles in my brain going over there because I went through a lot of, a lot of these, you know, articles now are are being resurfaced 
to yeah. show that yes, we did. There, there were reports about this. No British rule. So British rule was lifted in Sri Lanka. They became independent, and then it's just, you have this, these, this fracturing, this religious fracturing, of you know the, frankly the Hindus versus the mm -hmm. Buddhist, and who's you know who's supposed to be in charge, who's representative. So, so it's just a, a very religiously fractured. Uh, society there mm -hmm. but what i'm saying and, is is the articles about the four thousand are are starting to resurface now yeah, sure and and it's not because no one reported on them it's not because they never made it to the news but to have right. a congressman to sit there and tell you that it's rare and yep. to get numbers where you get almost 4200 people mm -hmm. killed in one year and 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 then you hear about the the massacres at the schools and in in these kind of they use words like that, but they can't use words like that. See, this is this well, is what just, I'm talking it's about. A sick, it's a it's a sick individual, right? Okay, who would make that distinction in the first place? Right. I don't. That's why, exactly what I was Why say. that was even as I was listening to him mm -hmm. run that line of questioning, just the idea of why are you even saying this? Why would you even make that a point? To, to drive that home. What an insult to, to the families of people who, who it, lost crazy. lives. And and it goes and it's the, it goes the both both ways. Like I don't I look these folks and we run into these people. Okay? Mm -hmm. We run into people from time to time. All, all uh and I say, you know, peaceful Muslims in America are not my enemy. And they'll say, "Oh, they're they're all our enemy and you know, all Muslims are enemy and they've declared us the enemy. Okay, if, that, if that's your line of thinking, uh, you're not my friend. Yeah. I don't have anything in common with you and I don't want to, I don't, I'm not right. interested in talking to you. Right. Uh, so it goes both ways. All right. right. And there are radicals. I mean, you got radical Buddhists. Here, here are radical Buddhists. I know, it just so sounds now, like an oxymoron it does. to me. So now so you're going to say. Radical Buddhists. So now because, you know, you got the radical Buddhists blowing uh, churches up are now you're now going to say oh all Buddhists are all all enemies and mm -hmm. we have to destroy all Buddhists so it's the same kind of thing that happens with Muslims and and then and, and Christians well, this I is mean, the this, whole this origin religious, this, this religious bigotry where we make these distinctions and declare some uh, other group uh, some other faith you know enemy and they need to die and all this sort of it's it's just insanity but it's i think it's I, I think you can make it more broad than that it's just a general bigotry i think that that it's the general bigotry that actually drives things like hate crimes yeah. because people don't realize number one there's no such thing as a hate crime it's actually a sentence enhancement and what happens is if you murder somebody who is a member of a protected class mm -hmm. so that's bigotry is it not yeah. By definition, is that not bigotry? That's prejudice. It's prejudice. That, that means that prejudicial treatment. It's for it sure. exactly because this group of people, by the fact of their their classification of themselves or their skin color or their religion, now makes them a, have a greater value, special than some value other in their life. Yeah. Right. That is that is absolutely racism. Well, when you, you know, when somebody some, has a different value on their life based on on it, their color of their skin or the, the 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 religion that they have, it reminds me what we were just talking about yesterday with a neighbor. We're we're all members of the human family, so mm -hmm. you start you start making this class is more valuable than that class. This this class mm -hmm. you know needs 
uh, deserves greater protection than this class because of by nature of who they are or their skin color or whatever. I yes. mean, you're, you're devaluing humanity as mm-hmm. a whole. And by the way, you create you're creating enemies. I think of, you know, as people have that attitude, oh, the Muslims, you know, get rid of the Muslims, all this stuff. So you have immigrants then that come to this country, you know, peaceful Muslims that just want to have a good life. Well, now you're alienating them and you drive them, make them vulnerable for radical recruitment. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We are in our last segment today, and I have a special request for our listeners and our viewers on uh, YouTube. Uh, Send me pictures of you wearing your Liberty First gear. I am getting a picture, JC, of a lady wearing her her leggings. <laughs> so I want your don't, picture. Don't send that to me. No, <laughs> no you sent it to me. His, her husband was sending it to me. His wife wearing leggings, and he's and he said, "I'm so proud that my wife wears wears uh, Mercy Otis Warren leggings." <laughs> I think that's so great. Well, we'll probably open up a can of worms, a deeper topic than, you know, mm-hmm. uh, than, than the last segment could hold. But all I'm simply trying to say, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that, that principle solves this stuff. And well, when, but that's when we the leave, foundation. When we leave that, mm-hmm. that's when we lose. Well, that's the foundation that America was built on this, the very principle of religious liberty. You remember uh, John Leland who is one of the fathers of our First Amendment, the aspect of religious liberty, said America needs to place, be a place where all are equally free, Jews, Turks, pagans, and Christians. He said all, government should protect the right of everyone and have preference for no one. Yeah. And so uh, that's, see, this is why I think there are so many so many terrible things happening that the narrative of the media, the narrative of the politics are all geared now to create a division against the people uh, in the midst of the people, I believe, to keep us from uniting together Absolutely. to control the, the what is actually happening in government. Just make you hate your neighbor, make your neighbor hate you. I mean, that's the whole point. Well, that's that's how the CIA destabilizes a country. Yeah. I mean, that is politics. You, you destabilize a country not by tearing up the government, but by tearing apart the people. Society. My goodness, look at Rwanda. What happened in Rwanda? You got neighbors living next to each other, family members. They all look exactly the same. They live on the same streets. But you call them two different names, and now you have them. You're able to manipulate them through this slaughtering forced each other division. Slaughtering in the streets. Yeah, slaughtering each other. They don't look any different. Mm. And yet you can create a division to destabilize a country. And I'm, I'm telling you, America, that is what's happening here today. And I don't, I don't like to, you know me, I don't like the whole big globalistic, uh, we don't talk about that here on the show. I'm a little bit out of my wheelhouse. But you cannot deny from an historical perspective that nations are torn apart from the inside out. Message me, I'll talk to you. I'll talk with you about yeah, well, it. Well, you know, you. okay, so the history of the Constitution class teaches us that. 
right? So I go back to William I. How did William I maintain his power? He took all the land from the people who did not like him. He chased all of his opposition off the country. Then he moved all the people into the country that liked him, supported him, or were afraid of him, or wanted something from him. That way the government doesn't get any opposition. And, you know, and one of the distinctions between that history and who we are, who we're meant to be, uh, you know, some elements that we have that make us unique. One of those is, is press freedoms. Freedom yes. of the press is the press and, yes. and an opposition press. And that's, I, I it, it almost, it seems to me that those who want to control the masses mm-hmm. have now recognized that and co-opted the media. And, and I mean, really, if you think about you said this came to me earlier when you were talking the first segment. When you think about the media and what they're doing, so that their whole thing is to transmit a narrative in order to control people, and it's all crafted to deceive. It's all put together in a very specific way to deceive and control uh, and to manipulate. Is that press? I mean, in reality, that's no longer press. No, that's it's not indo- the press. It's, it's, a, it's indoctrination. So, I mean, you think about we said capitalism is just about destroyed. That's also true of press Let me to a ask degree. You this we question, don't have JC. true press very much anymore. When I taught, when I teach the history of the American education system, and we've seen teachers who, who've never heard this truth literally crying. I mean, you, you, one lady, one teacher, lifelong teacher left the room and, and threw up because of how disturbing she, she, how disturbed she felt of being manipulated. Do you think that there are some people in the media 10, 20 years down the road are going to be horrified at how they were used to destroy America and to create this division. To be really honest, I don't think so because I don't think they're like those teachers. I think those teachers had good intentions. I really think these people know what they're doing. They're complicit in the destruction of America. We will see you tomorrow. 